Bismillah Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah amma ba'd assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh How are things going? Things good? Alhamdulillah So inshallah ta'ala we're continuing our tafsir surah an-naba in which Allah ta'ala says ba'da a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim wa kadhabu bi ayatina kidhaba and they denied our verses with emphatic denial so this is ayah number 28, and we're still in the section, and we're going to finish the section today, inshallah ta'ala, the section which is talking about those who are disbelievers and their wickedness. And in this particular ayah, the expected sentence was, takviban bi ayatina." The masdar, or the maf'ul uh, mutraq, is considered kathabu takviban. But, subhanAllah, uh, in the Yemeni dialect, Kidhab is also another mustard or infinitive. And so you can say it in this particular way. And so subhanAllah, this is more emphatic. And so Allah is saying that they, these people, they would deny the type of denial that left no room whatsoever. They would never even give it a chance and they would lie straight up when dealing with a believer who was having a discussion with them. They would lie all kinds of the most emphatic lies, denying the truth. This word kidhab is only mentioned twice in the Quran. Uh, one time here, describing how the disbelievers would deny when the believers were giving them da'wah and then subhanAllah later on in the very same surah ayah number 35 Allah says finally the believers will be free of these liars when Allah says and we're going to get to that ayah soon inshallah ta'ala they say Allah says that uh, uh, those believers they're not going to hear in paradise any of this, these types of lies then we have to also recognize that the ayatina is advanced. When Allah says our signs, this is being advanced. So they deny in particular our signs. Why would the, this, this statement be advanced, sort of you could say abnormally? It's giving it emphasis saying what? That it could be the case that these disbelievers were honest in other aspects of their lives. It could be the case that you go to work and you speak to this person who's non-Muslim and he's very honest about work, he's very honest about politics, he's very honest about, you know, whatever discussion you guys have. But when it comes to particularly these ayat, specifically when it comes to our ayat, then uh, they, they deny kithaban uh, in such a emphatic and strong way. And what are these ayat? Well, of course, we know that there are different types of ayat, al-ayat al-kawniya, which means the ayat in the universe. In other words, just the signs all around us. And these were mentioned from ayah number six to 16 in this whole surah prior Allah was talking about look at the earth around you look at what how I designed yourselves and this whole planet and what you eat and so on and so forth and this and also that's so ayat al-kawniya is one type and of course al-ayat al-quraniya which is the uh, ayat of the Quran that which is revealed now these two ayats can also be uh, uh, this ayah and the ayah prior to it I should say this ayah which is and the verse before it which is ayah number 27 these two can be compared in an interesting way in a few ways. The first way is internal versus external. Allah says in ayah number 27 that they never had any hope, they never had any fear, they never had any expectation whatsoever of any kind of accounting, right? So this is the internal uh, uh, crime. Externally, how does it man manifest? Through lying. So the internal was denial and I have no expectation of anything going to come in the future. And then externally, they just lie and deny all the truths. Another way of comparing these two is it's showing what they lack versus what they have. What do they lack? They lack any hope in the hereafter. What do they have? They have this quality of denial and lying. So you can compare these two. And it's also interesting to note that if you look just a little bit earlier in ayat 24 and 25, this concept of what you lack versus what you have was also mentioned. What Allah said, what you're gonna lack is uh, You're not gonna have any coolness in the fire of hell, nor will you have any drink. And Allah says, that's what you lack. But what will you have? 
you're going to have this scalding water and this pus and filth that the, the rasaq that is from hellfire. So again, you see this contrasting of, you know, this is what you lack and this is what you have. Well, guess what? In, in the hellfire, this is what you're going to lack and this is what you're going to have. So subhanAllah, the way it's put together, you can see that subhanAllah, it's, it's, it's very uh, remarkable the way these ayats are put together. There's many ayat that are uh, emphasize this point, something just related to this. Allah says, وَقَالُوا قُلُوبُنَا فِي أَكِنَّةٍ مِمَّا تَدْعُونَا إِلَيْهِ وَفِي آذَانِنَا وَقْرٌ وَمِمْ بَيْنِنَا وَبَيْنِكَ حِجَابٌ And they say our hearts are within a covering from what you, from that to which you invite us, and in our ears is a deafness, and between you and us is a partition. This, I mean, imagine the level of denial you have to be at. When you're trying to have a conversation with somebody, and they're just telling you, listen, there are so many layers between me and you. There's a partition between us. We can never, we can never understand one another. Even if you get past the partition, the words are not going to go into my ears. And even if they go through my ears, they're not going to get through to my heart because my heart is in a covering. They're saying there's so many layers of denial here that I will never actually even consider seriously what you are telling me. This is the sad state of affairs for some people that they will deny. They will deny all the blessings. Which blessings are we talking about? If you take a look at all the ayat prior to this, Allah mentioned the blessing of life instead of death. I gave you this, this earth that you could rest upon. Uh, I gave you peace instead of chaos. You know, the earth's constantly shaking. I gave you companionship instead of isolation. I gave you rest instead of constant work. I gave you the ability to choose your vocation, choose your job, instead of only being optionless and only having one job to do to survive. You can do all kinds of different work in your life. And subhanAllah, uh, look at above you. Look at all the infinite possibility. It lets the heart wonder and think about who, how great the Creator is and how great of a Lord He is that He's limitless. And also, Allah Ta'ala gave you clarity instead of darkness. He gave you warmth instead of cold. We gave you this burning lamp in the sky. And also, we gave you rain instead of drought. And we gave you diversity in food instead of just only one type of fuel. You know, our cars, they only take one type of gas, right? That's it, just one thing. We could have been like that. But Allah says, no, no, I gave you all kinds of diversity. Uh, SubhanAllah. The longer they live, the longer these people live, the more proofs they witnessed and, and the more evidence, uh, the more evident the truth was and the more they had to deny uh, what they knew for certain to justify their wickedness. So Allah then says what? وَكُلَّ شَيْءٍ أَحْصَيْنَاهُ كِتَابًا uh, but all things we have enumerated in writing. So this is emphasizing what? That Allah Ta'ala has everything written down. And there's something very interesting in this ayah because there's something that's left unsaid. What is that thing that's left unsaid? Well, if you take a look at ayah number 27, they had no hope, right? They never had any expectation of the hereafter. And then I number 29, so excuse me, 28, is saying what? That they denied all evidence of accounting. So what's left unsaid is what? After you have no hope in, a, in accounting, and after you've denied all the evidence, then you're going to do all kinds of transgressions. Tughiyan, right? right? I number 22. You're going to do all sorts of tughiyan. You're going to cross all the boundaries. You're going to do all kinds of transgression. And why? Because you're expecting to get away with it. This is exactly what's going on. Allah doesn't mention this, but you're expecting to get away with all of your crimes. Therefore, Allah is saying what in the very next ayah? But we've recorded everything. So even though the crimes aren't mentioned, in this particular instance, you find that there's an implication here. That because you don't expect to be accounted for, because you've denied all the evidence, you have no boundaries. You'll do all sorts of evil. But just so you know, whatever evil you do, whether it's mentioned or unmentioned, everything is being recorded. So subhanAllah, uh, Ibn Ashur makes that point. I thought that was very uh, beautiful. The idea of just this uns unstated 
sentence. Then the expected sentence here, instead of وَكُلَّ شَيْءٍ أَحْصَيْنَاهُ كِتَابًا This is a very interesting word structure here, or, or sentence structure. The expected sentence was وَأَحْصَيْنَا كُلَّ شَيْءٍ إِحْصَاءً Right? The, must, uh, the, the, the مَفْعُولْ مُطْلَقْ You'd expect this إِحْصَاءً Right? So you would have expected something like this. Or maybe potentially وَأَحْصَيْنَا كُلَّ شَيْءٍ إِحْصَاءً كِتَابَةٍ so for those of you that speak Arabic, you'll understand a little bit better. But basically, maf'ul mutlaq is like the way you emphasize the verb that was just used. So from, uh, from ahsayna, you'd expect what? Ihsa'an. But instead Allah says kitaban. So this is a much more, instead of just saying I enumerate and record and memorize, it's also, and in addition to that, everything is being written down and documented. So both are being put together, but in a eloquent and concise way. In addition to that, you have taqdeem. You have that every single thing that is being advanced. Why? Because it's even more emphatic. So anyway, all to say that this is a very eloquent statement and it's being said in such a way that puts so much stress on the idea that you will get away with absolutely nothing. Everything has been written down in Allah al-Mahfuz. So, uh, yes. And uh, furthermore, we see the opposites in the ayah right prior to it. Allah was saying they are so careless, so indifferent, so irresponsible that they're denying the proofs that are right in front of them. Meanwhile, the very next ayah is saying Allah Ta'ala is so precise, so accurate, and so considerate of every detail that everything is written down. So subhanAllah, that contrast is also very powerful from a literary perspective. There are many different ayat that emphasize this point that everything will be written down. Allah says in multiple ayat, for example, uh, All things we have enumerated in a clear register. Allah also says, Allah says that they will say, the disbelievers will say, woe to us, what is this book that leaves nothing small or great except that it has enumerated it and they will find what they did present before them in that book and your Lord does not do injustice to anybody at all. Another ayah in Surah Qamar, Allah says, and everything they did is written in records and every small and great thing is inscribed. So subhanAllah, the fact that Allah emphasized this over and over again should make us realize and really appreciate that whatever your intent is, whatever action you do, doesn't matter if the whole world appreciates it. You don't have to always record yourself and show the whole world. Look at me on, the, you know, I have to show everybody what I'm doing. I have to show everybody. Just know that Allah is watching and everybody's going to come and go, but Allah Ta'ala is, is eternal. Final ayah that we're going to cover for today, inshallah ta'ala, and then we're going to do the whole ring structure of this section, inshallah. Uh, Allah says what? فَذُوقُوا فَلَنْ نَزِيدَكُمْ إِلَّا عَذَابًا So taste. فَذُوقُوا ذوق, Right? To taste. فَذُوقُوا It's a command. So taste. فَلَنْ نَزِيدَكُمْ And, uh, and we, will, uh, uh, we will never increase you except in punishment. This is considered the harshest ayah in the Quran. Some Mufassirin, I believe this is a statement from Ibn Abbas, if I'm not mistaken, but anyway, I know that many Mufassirin, many scholars of exegesis, they will say what? This is the roughest, this is the harshest ayah, and you can see why, because it's a promise that it's only going to get worse. You're not going to increase in anything except more punishment. And you can see how personal this statement is. The disbelievers in ayah number 28, they made it like, oh, I just deny the truth. Like the truth is something abstract. Like it's something uh, obscure and esoteric. Like this idea of right and wrong and good and bad. These are philosophical topics. And actually, uh, we recently had a conversation with somebody who was like, oh, you know, I don't study these, uh, you know, theology very much. That's for other people. 
subhanAllah, your aqeed is completely facet, baltin, it's all completely corrupt belief system, and you're saying, oh, you know, that's not for me. It is for you, this is your life, subhanAllah. So some people, they kind of make it abstract, whereas Allah Ta'ala is emphasizing just how personal it is. There are signs, first person. And we have enumerated everything. Allah didn't say, and Allah enumerates everything. Allah is saying, we, it's, it's first person. Allah Ta'ala is talking about how the royal we, we record everything. Don't think of it as something abstract. And then Allah says, so because you deny the truth, therefore you are going to taste it. And Allah speaks in directly in the second person. It's, it's direct, it's second person, it's a command. So taste this. You are not going to be increased anything from us except in punishment. So subhanAllah, yes, Allah's recording is mentioned in the first person, stressing the fact that the truth is personal because Allah Ta'ala personally made us, number one. And number two, He is Al-Haq, He is the truth. How can you deny the truth and then think this is a small deal when Allah Ta'ala is the ultimate reality? Allah is Al-Haq, this is something very personal with Allah Ta'ala. So therefore the consequence is stated in the second person, Fadhuqu. And so what is the lesson here? And I hope we remember this lesson, it's a very powerful and important lesson. Accepting or rejecting the truth in any conversation that you have. Accepting or rejecting the truth in any conversation conversation shouldn't be seen as just some arbitrary discussion in which people are just shooting the breeze. Oh yeah, I think I'm right. Well, I think you're wrong. Well, I don't agree. Well, I think this. Well, I think that. Sometimes we take this like it's a small thing, whether I accept or deny the truth, like it's no big deal. SubhanAllah, it should be seen as what it is. This is what determines your relationship with Allah Ta'ala. Every tiny conversation you have, I don't care if it's about, oh, did you park your car correctly? Or what time did you say you were going to show up? Oh, does this, uh, you know, I don't know, did you cook it too long? You know, small things. But the, it's not about the smallness of the topic. It's about the honesty within your heart and your ability to recognize the truth. Versus what? Denial of the truth. Try to train yourself to be an honest person. I remember one brother was saying, you know, oh, sometimes uh, I'm shy to tell the truth. So, you know, I just tell people what they want to hear type of thing. You know, I, t I just, like a little white lie. I said, why do you care so much about what people think? I was like, what, what's going to happen? They're going to be mad at you? Good for you. Be mad at me. Who are you? I have to stand before Allah. Subhanallah. Tell them the truth. They don't like it? Okay, hit me. What are you going to do? I don't Attack me. What are you going to do? I don't care. What, 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 what do I care? You have to have a little bit of, this is the truth. You don't like it? Do your worst. It's the truth. I have to stand before Allah. We need to develop this attitude, inshallah ta'ala. So yeah, subhanAllah, sometimes we hear about the punishments in the Qur'an and we think that they're too, too severe. But, is that, but uh, uh, is that because the Qur'an is extreme or is it because we've become desensitized to, to evil? That's a very important question. Most Muslims uh, 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 consider drugs or alcohol or fornication to be something that is so bad that it's punishment worthy. We, we see it that way. But non-Muslims don't see it that way. Why? Because non-Muslims have be, become desensitized. Right? Oh, I don't, you know, have you ever heard somebody say, I don't do drugs, I just smoke weed. Have you ever heard that? You know, it's a very funny statement, but people say that all the time, right? Because this is what, what happens when you become desensitized. You, you don't even consider it a drug, and so on and so forth. So perhaps we're suffering from a milder version of the same disease of the heart. We have to consider that as well. And furthermore, the logical explanation as to why it is the, it is the case that uh, uh, the punishment would increase is because if Allah Ta'ala did not take their lives, they would have continued living, right? If Allah Ta'ala just kept on giving them life, they would have kept getting worse and worse and worse. They're, they would have been kept going worse in their denial, their wickedness, their transgression, and therefore a perpetually increasing punishment is fitting for the crime. As Allah says, Jazaa'u wifaqa, it's a perfectly fitting crime. So if you look at their graph, you know, imagine a, a graph that throughout the guy's life, he's just, let's say, you know, just getting worse, just on a downhill, perpetually getting worse, then the jaza'a wifaqa, as Allah said, the perfectly fitting recompense is that 
We're not going to increase you except in punishment. SubhanAllah, may Allah protect us. A few ayat that are related to this, Allah says, كُلَّمَا نَضِجَتْ جُلُودُهُمْ بَدَّلْنَاهُمْ جُلُودًا غَيْرَهَا لِيَذُوقُ الْعَذَابِ That Allah says, every time their skins are roasted through, we will replace them with other skins so that they may taste the punishment. May Allah protect us. Allah also says what? الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَصَدُّوا عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ زِدَنَّاهُمْ عَذَابًا فَوْقَ الْعَذَابِ بِمَا كَانُوا يُفْسِدُونَ those who disbelieve and avert others from the way of Allah, we will increase them in punishment over their punishment for what corruption they were causing. So again, this idea of doubling up. And another ayah like this is what? Allah says, مَأْوَاهُمْ جَهَنَّمْ كُلَّمَا خَبَتْ زِدْنَاهُمْ سَعِيرًا Allah says their refuge is hell. Every time it subsides, uh, we increase them in blazing fire. May Allah protect us. Now, a few, two, two, two major last points, and then we're done in Shaltana. One is, there is an alleged contradiction here. Some people say, ah, Allah is telling these believers, in, you know, taste it, and we're gonna, only going to increase you, we're not going to increase you in anything except in punishment. Some say, this is contradictory to Allah's statement, that Allah will not speak to them or look at them on the day of resurrection. Wait a second, what's going on here? Allah is speaking to them and saying, you're going to be increased in the punishment, but Allah says in Surah number 3, which is Surah Ali Imran, Ayah number 77, you will, you, uh, that He won't speak to the disbelievers. So which one is it? Does He speak to them or not speak to them? There's three ways of answering this. Point number one is, it could be that the angels are the ones saying that we will not increase you, as in Allah and the angels, we will not increase you except in punishment. So it could be the case that Allah is not speaking to them, it's the angels that are saying this. Because it's the, it could be seen as the royal we, Allah is speaking as the royal we, or it could be that the angels are saying we, all of us angels and Allah Ta'ala, we're only going to increase you in punishment. So I hope that is clear. Personally, I don't find that the most convincing. I find the second one more convincing, which is what? It could be that Allah Ta'ala is commanding them, which is different than speaking with them. Allah says, La Allah is not going to yukallimu. So, Yukallimu is to have a conversation back and forth. What's your, what do you think? Well, this is what I think. Back and forth. Well, you know, let's, let's, let's have a dialogue. I'll hear your perspective. You hear my perspective, right? Allah is saying we will not have a, you could say one way of translating this, like a dialogue or a conversation with them. But is it possible that I will command? Yes. So I think this is personally, I, I think this is a, a very convincing uh, um, uh, argument that when Allah says that, I won't have a discussion back and forth where they can argue their point. No, no, you are so corrupt that you don't even have a chance to speak. The evidence will be shown, you'll be proven guilty, and you're gone. You don't even get to say one word. The evidence, the hujjah will be established, and you're out of here. And I'll command you, get out of here. And you're only going to be increased in punishment. That's not a conversation, that's just a command. So you guys see the difference? I personally find that the most convincing. The third uh, uh, option here is what? There could be different periods on Judgment Day since it's so long. So some periods where they will be neglected and other periods where they will be scolded. So that's one opinion that says, well, there's this difference. It's a reference to different uh, instances in Judgment Day. Personally, I find the second one the most uh, convincing and Allah knows best. Now, I'm going to close off, inshallah, with the, uh, this whole section um, is from ayah number 17 all the way to ayah number 30. And this was the section of the surah that from 17 to 30, it was all about Judgment Day and Hellfire for the disbelievers, right? It was about Judgment Day and Hellfire, this very scary scene. So let's see if there's a ring structure. You guys know how the ring structure works? That you take the first one, the last one, then they keep getting in, 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 right? So, so from, since it's from 17 to 30, so what is I number 17? How the appointment of punishment is coming. Inna yawm al-fasli kana It's on its way. And then what's uh, I number 30? So that was 17. Then 30 is what? فَذُوقُوا فَلَنَّزِيدَكُمْ إِلَّا عَذَابًا The punishment is here. In, you taste the punishment. So it's coming, it's here. You see there's a 
connection between the two. Next. Then, so since that's 17 and 30, then you have 18 and 29. 18 is everybody will be organized in groups. The trumpet will be blown and everybody's going to come in their own groups. So organizing in terms of people. I number 29 was what? Every action will be organized in records. You guys see the parallel between them? So you have between 18 and 29, you have organizing groups, organizing records. Seems like a pretty good fit. MashaAllah, SubhanAllah. Then next, uh, in terms of 19 and 28, The heavens open up and they'll become like open gates or doors. And then Allah Ta'ala says, alam, But it seems that, subhanAllah, it's as if Allah Ta'ala is mentioning, or there seems that the parallel here is what? That the sky will open up before you people open up your minds. That even the sky itself will rip, rip, rip open. The thing that looks like the most firm and the most solid, even the sky itself will open up before your minds and your hearts open up. Why? Because you're so much in denial. So you have this two, you know, uh, something that will open that doesn't seem like it should open, and then something that will never open despite the fact that it should open. You should open your mind, but they won't, subhanAllah. So you have a parallel between the two. Then you have um, 20 and 27. SubhanAllah, Allah Ta'ala talks about what used to be something clear, like as big and obvious as a mountain, will become unclear like a mirage. As Allah says, that's in وَصُيِّرَةِ الْجِبَالُ فَكَانَتْ سَرَابًا so in the dunya, the mountain was so clear, but subhanAllah, then it's going to be something like a mirage. In ayah number 27, What is now very clear, accounting, there's going to be this accounting on Judgment Day. Allah is saying, now you see how obvious accounting is? Back then, you used to treat it as something unclear. Back then, back, in, back when you were on earth, you always treated it as something unclear. I don't know, I doubt it, I don't believe it, I don't hope in it, I don't believe there's an accounting. So it's the contrasting between what is clear versus what will be unclear versus when you're in dunya versus when you're in akhirah. SubhanAllah, very interesting parallel. Then, ayah number 21 and 26, uh, Hell is waiting. And then, Hell is deserved. That's ayah number 26. So 21 and 26, Hell is waiting and it's deserved. You guys see the two? Two short set in inna jahannam kan min rasada jazaa'an wifaqa. You see the two. Then you get closer, you have 22 and 25, which is what? Two things that are supposed to be good and they end up being bad. A ma'wa is your resort, your resting place. Allah says, "Litaqina ma'aba." This jahannam is going to be your ma'ab. It's your resting your resort or your resting place is going to be this jahannam. Litaqina ma'aba. And as for your drink, which is supposed to be something good, illa hamima wa ghassaqa. You think a drink is going to be good? It's going to be terrible. It's going to be boiling water and pus and all the filth. So those two relate. And then finally, the last two are uh, the center of it, which are 23 and 24. It is how there's going to be no breaks. There's going to be no breaks from hellfire because that you're going to be in it for ages upon ages. And then uh, also there's going to be no breaks in it. Why? Because there's never going to be any breaks of coolness nor drink. So subhanAllah, you see the parallels between them. And this is the wallah adam, the ring structure. And of course, by the way, I, I should go without say, but I'll just mention, this is all um, uh, speculation. It's not, this isn't like you can say that, oh, the Prophet broke this down. No, this is just something that is uh, from my, you know, ijtihadi uh, perspective, people just take a look at these things and notice these incredible parallels. So that's what we're going to close with today. And I do hope that inshallah you guys will have comments and thoughts and opinions about this. Barakallah feekum. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.